in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go. All right, everybody. She's back in the house this week to take care of business and teach us how to do so as well. Mom will say hey to our favorite coach, Carter, Leona. Hi, Leona. Hey, everybody. So good to be here again. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being back. We're excited to continue the conversation. Leona, I know you have trainings about seven ways that women can build their business and their bedroom. We don't have time for seven, but can you give us the first three to start with? Absolutely. So ways that married women build their business and their bedroom, because there's so many correlations between building both. And so one of the things that I say is your atmosphere. What does your atmosphere look like? So in your business, are you ready to win? Do you have piles? If somebody need a contract, are you like, hold on, give me just one sec. I know it's here somewhere. I mean, what does your atmosphere look like? Is your atmosphere actually ready to win in business? And then in bedroom, listen, are you moving the laundry basket off your bed so that you can lay on it for the night? What does your atmosphere look like in your bedroom? Just like you got to set the tone in your business, you have to set the tone in your bedroom. That's just the first one. The second one is preparation. Listen, are you preparing to win in your business? What kind of software do you need? What do you need to set up calls with clients? What preparation are you anticipating in your business? Well, it's the same thing with the bedroom. What kind of things are you preparing for in your bedroom? So imagine you're going on a date with your husband. And he says, I'm picking you up at 7 p.m. And you're like, okay, I'll be ready. 6.59, he pulls up. You're like, oh, shoot, let me just, okay, let me, give me just one second. I'll be out five. Let me just fluff my hair. Just Why? Because you were not preparing for that date, right? And so when you prepare, what that says to him is, I was thinking about you. I took the time as I was putting my makeup. It says something, but if he's pulling up and you're like, five seconds, love you, honey. You wasn't preparing. So you need to prepare, right? By not being prepared, it feels like they're an afterthought. Like, oh, this was more important. Exactly. Priority. Oh my gosh. And then the third one, the time commitment. Understand it takes time to build things. So if you're building things in your business, what time are you taking classes to enhance your expertise? What are you doing to really be intentional about the time commitment? Well, it's the same thing. Listen, I dare you not to have time in your bedroom, right? In your relationship. You have to understand the time commitment it takes in building a relationship. If you're building anything, you don't just wake up and you know, do it haphazardly and then go about your day. So in both your business and your bedroom, I'm telling you, there's so many correlations and you have to be intentional in building both. It is so interesting how they really do parlay about that time at mom goal we're all about making the time for ourselves but in doing so you really have to make that time for the physical side of your relationship it's a huge part of the relationship it is huge and many times my husband be like i want snacks maybe some wine i need time 
he didn't just start like, hey, what you want to do tonight? You, you start early in the morning, right? I need all day because, honey, if you need all of this, you're going to need to give me some time to get all this ready, right? I love it. I love it. All right, you guys, now you have to tune in next week because we just learned how to own it and be confident in business. And next week is the week we've all been waiting for. And it's time to learn how to be just as confident in the bedroom. You have to tune in. It's a definitely can't miss episode. Leona, we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Yes. All right, Mom Goals, time to talk finance with Chris and I again this week in a little segment we like to call Splurge and Save. We are going to dive in first to our favorite splurges in motherhood. Something that was definitely a splurge, definitely not a necessary, a nice to have. Okay. In childbirth, I used a doula. And Did you really? Okay. Yeah. You know, I lived in LA, so a lot of my Midwestern family is like, uh-huh, a what? A doula? A like doula? what? It's basically a labor and delivery coach. I used Katie Hamilton. I'll put a link to her in my show notes. She's now, I think she's a midwife now. She just had a baby herself. Wow. She was amazing. And I didn't have family out there. So she kind of was like my family through the entire first pregnancy. I had no clue what I was doing. She was so amazing and let me know the choices that I had. She was that go-between with the doctors and saying, this is what they want. This is what they need to do. So it was funny with my second child. I said, Kyle, do I need a doula? I kind of know what I'm in for. I know what I'm doing. And he said, yes. Yes. He wanted Katie. It just gave us both peace of mind. So that's that's definitely not a need to have, but it's a nice to have. That's really cool. So glad I had Katie Hamilton by my side for both pregnancies. Yes. Thanks, Katie. Okay. My splurge is totally different. My splurge is a Dyson. It is a cordless Dyson. I know it was one of our mindsets back in our early episodes of drop the Dyson, but I do have to say this vacuum cleaner has changed my life because (laughs) with all of the crumbs and all of the kid messes, this thing, it is a game changer. It's a smaller version, the light compact cordless version. I was like, I'm never ever going back to anything else because this thing is amazing. And I've even told you about it, Raquel. And I bought one and yes. I bought one because of you. And I yes. have to say, it is that good, you guys. It's it so good. good. I'm down with the Dyson, Dyson. baby. Yeah, Costco or Target. So it's a good splurge worthy item, guys. We'll put Absolutely. a link to it in the show notes. Okay. Time to save. Oh, yeah, save. What is something that you would save on? Yeah, this is something that I always tell a lot of people if they're going to have a party or anything or company over, my save is going to the dollar store to get glassware. It is the best. I've gotten so many champagne flutes. My sister actually told me this tip because I think she did it for my bachelorette party. Ever since she said that, they're glass. They have glass champagne flutes. They have really great glass wine glasses. Yeah, the dollar store glasses are where it's at. Check them out. They're amazing. Yeah. All right. What's your item that you saved on? Well, I technically didn't save on it the first time. So I had to have this high chair, which it is a great high chair by four moms. It was like a magnetic high chair, so they can't throw food off of it kind of thing. It was pricey. I want to say like $300. And all my friends went in on it as a nice gift. Okay. Now, second time around, as I'm moving across the country, right? Mm -hmm. We forget the nice high chair is in storage. Oh, no. My girlfriends were like, Ikea. Ikea, yes. $19.99. You guys, let me tell you. The Ikea high chair 
I tell every mother to get it. It is $20, okay? Yeah. So easy to clean. It looks so modern, so sleek. I bought one for my mom's house, for my mother-in-law's house. Nice. That's what we have at our house too. So I'm all about the Ikea high chair. It looks good, super cheap, easy to clean. All right. Well, it was fun talking about what we splurge and save on. Get excited because our next week's episode is all about keeping up with the Joneses or not. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, mom goals. Ashley Howard is back to dive into the not so happy emotions that also come along with pregnancy and childbirth. So Ashley, last week we learned what it took for you to get pregnant and it gets even crazier once you (laughs) got pregnant. So tell us what happened. I was plugging along in my first trimester right around 14 weeks. I hadn't peed in over 24 hours, which is very uncommon for pregnant women. Yeah. Right. And it just hurt. So to be honest, I thought I had a UTI. I called up the doc and I said, hey, can you send in some meds for me so I can go pick them up? And they said, well, you know what? Come in. We don't really feel comfortable, especially with pregnant women. I went in. I was at the doctor's for six hours. At the end of that time, I was diagnosed with an extremely rare pregnancy condition called an incarcerated uterus. In simplest terms, in a normal pregnancy, your uterus is growing out. My uterus was growing in and down. My babies were actually falling backwards into my pelvic area and cut off my urethra, which is why I wasn't peeing. And it can be life-threatening to both me and definitely the baby, or in my case, babies. That night, they actually had me in the OR to try and what they call flip the uterus, which is essentially taking the uterus that's fallen back and pushing it forward so that it is held up. Typically, that procedure should take five or 10 minutes. The 70 minute mark, seven zero mark, I was told to brace myself that we were gonna lose the twins. Two nights later, I had gotten up to go to the bathroom I immediately had horrible pain when I moved. We thought I was miscarrying right then and there. We got into the car. We drove to the University of Michigan, the woman's hospital there. Honestly, we were there for a miracle if there was one to be had. From there, within 12 hours, they had me in the OR. This time there were plans A, B, and C going in. Nothing went according to plan. There ended up being more than 10 surgeons in the room. But at one point, the doctors had to just step back because nobody knew what to do next. So surgery lasted five hours. They cut me open from above my belly button to the vaginal area. And when I came out, they saved the babies. And then I had complications. I got infections post-surgery. I ended up being in the hospital for almost a month recovering. Yeah, it was, it was a really, really rough go at the pregnancy. You are so brave, I want to say, for documenting this journey for everyone and sharing it. It is so brave of you to show your scars and yeah. to show what you went through because if you can get through this, it's got to give a lot of moms a lot of hope that they can too. So. I think you're amazing for sharing this. You are a superwoman, a wonder woman, (laughs) um, and such an inspiration, seriously, for all of us. Thank you. Just thank you. you. Thank you. Now, okay, did everything go okay with the birth of the babies then? 
Yeah, so we were hoping just to make it to our first goal was week 28. Week 28 turned into week 32. We delivered on June 19th. We were exactly 36 weeks. We had a very short stay in the NICU. We did deliver via C-section. We did have a couple hiccups in the procedure. River, baby A, came out first. And all of a sudden there was commotion and panic going around. Brooks, baby B, was born just under 15 seconds after River, which is very rare for twins. They didn't even get a chance to cut River's umbilical cord and Brooks was already out. Thank God they got them out of there. <laughs> out of the incarceration, they were just like, get me out. Hearing all of this, I'm just like, oh my Lord, that has to take a toll on your emotions. Yeah, shortly after the surgery, Honestly, I was done. I was in such severe pain. I found myself extremely disconnected from the pregnancy. I was so sad and I was so depressed. I got diagnosed with severe antipartum. If you're familiar with postpartum depression, mm -hmm. antipartum depression is when it happens during pregnancy. I was diagnosed with severe PTSD as well. I could not do anything without full-blown panic attacks. I literally woke up every day saying, is today the day I'm going to lose the baby? Oh. And it really did take a toll. But yeah, that antidepartum depression is real. So good for everyone to know. So mom goes, if you know someone or you yourself are feeling disconnected, know that antipartum depression is a thing. Yeah, and, and I actually went on Zoloft. And I know a lot of people are a little uneasy about taking any sort of antidepressants during pregnancy but my team assured me that it was safe. I had a low dosage. So you can be on antidepressants okay. if you feel like I just can't keep going during the pregnancy. Good to know. And you remained on them post-pregnancy, correct? Yes, the day after we delivered, they upped my dosage. That first week was horrible. My body never fully recovered from the surgery that I had at week 14. My scar never healed, so my scar stretching. I was in a bad state physically. I yeah. again disconnected. Everyone talks about that motherly bond, right? I didn't have that. Four months into it, I still struggle with that bond. I didn't either, Ash. It was about nine months. And, and it's okay. It's just, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And so what is one takeaway that we can give to people having both suffered with postpartum depression as well to end that stigma that it's not okay to feel this way? I would say that the mess matters. The mess is purposeful and it's powerful. Alex and I said very early on in our journey to embrace the ugly. And I found a lot of therapy through my own journaling and writing. As I started sharing my story so publicly, I had no idea the reach that it was going to have. It allowed me to create a community and that was really, really healing for me. But yeah, I would say that your mess matters. Your mess matters. Well, Ashley, it's thank comforting. you once again for sharing the wild ride. And <laughs> next week, stick around because we are going to dive into the trimester nobody talks about, the fourth trimester after you have the kid. Stick around, Mongols. We'll see you next week, Ash. Bye. Bye. All right, Mongols, that's all the time we have. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And like what you hear? 
Share with your friends and subscribe now and turn your Mondays into Mondays. Mondays.